0: Welcome to Pardon the Intermission, a podcast that takes a look at movies, TV, and all things entertainment from the past, the present, and the future. Remember to subscribe and like the podcast and give a review. This helps out the podcast and is greatly appreciated. Now on to the show. Yes, hey everyone, welcome to Pardon the Intermission. I'm Eric. I'm Jason. We hope you're all doing great out there. Also check out our social media. We are on X at PTI underscore podcast and And on Meta slash Facebook. Ooh, meta
1: at pardon yeah, meta. Meta 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 at pardon the intermission. That's where you can find us there. So yeah, X and Meta. Twitter and Facebook, whatever you want to call them. Potato, potato. That's where we're at on social media.
0: We also, I'll, I'll put a link in the description. I'm not sure if you look up a uh, Pardon intermission on YouTube, we're also doing a yes. trailer reaction series there. Yeah. Now, right now it's no that's video. Cool. It's just audio, but, mm-hmm. uh, but we're yeah, making we're, our sp-
1: way there folks. Yeah. We're, we're getting there. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: We're getting there when we can uh, get some cameras going. Like what Bill uh... Murray said. And what about Bob? Baby steps, <laughs> baby steps to YouTube videos, baby steps, to baby live video steps. footage of podcast. Yes. <laughs> we're baby doing steps, it Dr. Leo Marvin. <laughs> So yeah, if you get a chance, check out the check out that, and also uh, if you can give that a thumbs up uh, and uh, and subscribe to that channel for us, that'd, uh, that'd be greatly appreciated. Absolutely.
1: And I'm starting to post a lot more content on our Facebook page. Not that I wasn't before, but got a little sidetracked along the way. So now I'm starting to post more of our shows, but also some more articles from and stories from uh, shows that we have discussed. And so, if you guys ever feel like uh, dropping your dime in there or uh, tossing your opinion about something you read or hear on the show,
0: please, by all means, interact with us. We want to hear what you guys have to say. It's just as important as our voices. Yes, definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. Hey, we got. To, unfortunately, we got to start the show off with some uh, bad oh, news. Oh man! This actually, is, it just this happened is, today. I was actually kind of shocked. Uh, yeah, so, as is. of recording this podcast today, on um, February second, yeah, we lost another great um, from Hollywood. Carl oh Weathers God. passed away today. Yeah, this is hurt. This hurts. Um, yeah, this one. You know, th- this really does hurt. I mean, I. Yeah. I was shocked. Now, when I read the story, at least at this mm-hmm. point, it just says that he died peacefully in his sleep. Didn't say yeah. anything about any health issues he had. Mm-hmm. So it, I don't know. It's just one of those things. I mean. Um, you know, which I get. you know, it does happen. I mean, not everything is, is, you know, has to have a reason. There's not a conspiracy, right? Like, oh, you know, he had some kind right, of um, you right. know, disease or he was hiding this or hiding that or yeah. whatever, you know, and, and, uh, trying to, to be strong. But yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's really unfortunate. This guy, a uh, huge legend and especially from our yeah. era. I mean, I grew up watching this guy, yeah, um, so did I. Mm-hmm. obviously in first Rocky, um, mm-hmm. second Rocky, third Rocky, Apollo Creed, Uh, Yeah, I mean, this, you know, uh, we were talking about it before the show. I mean, um, he was on... Uh Happy Gilmore. He was. He played Chubbs Martin, the golf pro. Oh my gosh.
1: Adam Sandler's Happy Gilmore, How to Golf. And sort it's of. funny when you mention that, I go,
0: Man, I forgot about that. That was a that yeah. was a freaking hilarious role. I it mean, was. oh my god. I mean, that was it a great was. movie, but I mean just it's all oh, in the hips. It's all in the <laughs> hips. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Chubbs I mean, Martin. <laughs> yeah. Uh he was also in uh well, re- most recently The Mandalorian. So I don't that's yeah. gonna be interesting to see. How if, they
1: recast that if they
0: do. if they're going forward? Yeah. I was even telling you uh, before mm-hmm. the show. I said I you know I would have even watched. Mm-hmm. I can't remember his character in in the Mandalorian, but I would have watched a Star Wars show mm-hmm. show about him. You yeah. know his character being mm-hmm. the what mayor or governor or whatever he was governor that, of the the town
1: there. At the yeah. Town, you know. Yeah. I
0: mean, I would have I would have loved it because I just loved his character yeah. in that.
1: Yeah, he he actually catapulted he, before he became a movie action star. He was actually an athlete, a really good. Oh, that's athlete. right. He yeah. played college football at San Diego. State And was actually uh, unsigned as an undrafted rookie by the Raiders way back when they were in Oakland mm. the first time around. So he played in the NFL first for the Raiders and then after his football career didn't really amount to much. Uh, he obviously got into action films. And Action Jackson, I think, Eric, even though he gained notoriety in uh, in Rocky as Apollo Creed, Action Jackson was the one movie that singled him out as a truly big, I guess you could say, kind of an action star. Yeah. And it was that movie that catapulted him into other roles like Predator, which is Did one of the Predator- best sci-fi
0: action films ever made. And that came out... After Action Jackson. It did. Action Jackson came
1: out early 80s. Predator came out in 87.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah,
1: so that was after Action Jackson. But Carl Weathers was a big guy, muscular guy, obviously, being a former athlete, a former football player. And, like, yeah, like I said, Action Jackson, he was in Predator. Uh, He was also in several other TV series as well. He appeared in a couple episodes of Arrested Development, Mm, which was a very popular show. He was also in um, a couple of other, I think, legal shows. What other shows was he in there, Eric, if you keep scrolling down? please uh, Chicago justice. That's right. That's oh, okay, what yeah. I saw. So yeah. And he had a, uh, just a really great career. And like Eric said, one of, one of the guys that we grew up watching and just sad to hear that he's gone and that he won't be with us anymore. But, um,
0: you know, it's kind of like uh, this quote here from, from Stallone, I guess he posted on his Instagram. Yeah. He says, uh, when he walked into that room, I saw him for the first time. He's talking about, you know, for Rocky. Yeah. Uh, the, the movie. And he says, uh, I saw greatness. I thought man that you know that is just that kind of sums it up. I mean he it just does. you know he just had that kind of persona yeah. about him. Um yeah. he says it goes on to saying here I could have never accomplished what we did with Rocky without him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's funny these iconic roles, you know, sometimes it's it's amazing it's like the universe mm-hmm. just I mean the universe just works to where it knows where it wants to go, where it wants to put people. Um <laughs> you know, with him I, I can't yeah. see any other anybody else playing that that role in Rocky. No. Uh, same in Predator. <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, you know, it's just like these these iconic roles. I mean, he just, he fit that character uh, so amazingly well, you know, and made the movie yeah. that much better.
1: Yeah, well, you know, in as much as you think about, you know, Sylvester Stallone playing the lead role, and Stallone was, I think, nominated for an Oscar. The movie itself won Oscars for, um, I think, Best Picture and Best Screenplay. Stallone didn't win anything uh, for an actor. But when you think of that that movie, I mean, you don't necessarily think of Sylvester Stallone right away. Who's the guy that you think of the most? You think of Apollo Creed, mm. the guy who was the world heavyweight champ, who was the overwhelming favorite to beat this uh, this unsung uh, underdog uh, meat packing plant worker who was punching slabs of meat to get ready to take on – Ah, uh, the heavyweight champion of the world in an un, in an unbounded undisputed match there just for exhibition, yeah. But yet that movie became so inspirational and it's, it's ingrained in our uh, in our culture and in our society. And Carl Weathers had a big part to do with that. I agree with Sly's comment. I think it could not have been done without. And a, and without I think Carl. for
0: me, I would say for me, Rocky Three was probably the one I liked the best because of the friendship between them two, between those two. You right. Know? Yeah. I mean I mean just the way the story was written. Yeah. Um I mean of course Rocky's uh, all-time great, but I think Rocky yeah. Rocky 3 had because of the friendship, you know, and you see those mm-hmm. two working together to beat uh, Clubber Lane, which played by Mr. T. A pity the fool. <laughs> All <laughs> All right. I think that one had Hulk Hogan in it too, right? It did.
1: It had Hulk H- Well, yeah, cuz if you remember, um uh, Sylvester Stallone's character Rocky actually uh, agreed to do some exhibition wrestling yeah, matches yeah, to make some yeah. extra money on and the that, side, he, there. and
0: he was wrestling uh, Hulk Hogan in yeah. the exhi- yeah. exhibition match. So I remember right.
1: Hogan threw him out of the wrestling ring yeah. onto a turnbuckle or something. Yeah, uh, yeah. If I remember right.
0: <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you know, uh, that, I think that was one of the as far as that series of movies. And then I loved him in yeah. Predator. I mean, oh, just amazing. Predator
1: is just an awesome freaking science fiction you know, action movie in general. He,
0: he was the only one I think, though, in that movie, and <gasps> and, and probably I think in 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 uh, not Stallone, but I was in Arnold Schwarzenegger's career. Yeah, he's the only actor that I think matched. Mm-hmm. That was a that was a well match yeah. with with. Uh, I was going to say Stallone again with a Schwarzenegger
1: from a physical standpoint.
0: Well, physical, but also acting. I mean, mm-hmm. in that movie Predator, I mean, the, the way those two offset each other, I think it was mm-hmm. it was it was really yeah. amazing yeah. Uh, what they did. Now you know in any other uh, Schwarzenegger movie, I mean he's always the big the big baddie, right? He's always the big guy. He's you know everybody else, you know he's the yeah. wise cracking guy. But yeah. I mean, yeah, I think maybe Danny DeVito was well matched too in Twins, <laughs> right? But but I think yeah, Carl Weathers. I mean that character he played in in, uh, mm-hmm. in Predator was was yeah. definitely. It, I mean they were a great one two punch, yeah. and they and they were great to offset each other. Yeah,
1: and uh, and off the screen he was larger than life, had a very um, had a very outgoing personality, and everyone who ever worked with him absolutely. loved loved him and adored him so uh carl rest in peace buddy like sylvester yeah. stallone said keep punching apollo you're gonna be missed thank you for your contributions
0: you know and and we taught you we kind of mentioned that earlier and and yes i mean thank you carl i mean it's um, it's just so sad but but we didn't mention it just seems like you know a lot of the icons that we grew up with now are just you know
1: they're getting there. yeah,
0: they're at that age and, and and we're starting to lose them and it's very very sad um, you know for us and, it and it's kind of a sad thing for Hollywood too because I think Hollywood's in a different yeah. place now mm-hmm. than what it was mm-hmm. and I don't know if we'll ever get to get back to that era. Uh, in Hollywood. It's you know? going to
1: be tough. Yeah, because we are in a different era. It's kind of like, you know, when we when Hollywood lost the the Humphrey Bogarts and the Errol Flynn's and the Clark Gables and the Cary Grants. Yeah, you know, I'm sure there was a general feeling where, OK, how are we going to replace these legends? And then as movies, you know, matriculated into more. Special effects action oriented type films. You had the full blown action stars come onto the scene Mm -hmm. that we had never seen for the first time. And Eric, I can remember growing up as a kid back in the day, I was always excited for the next Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, the next Sylvester Stallone action movie. That you know, it wasn't like what it is now where kids were waiting for the next MCU movie or the next DC movie. Yeah, totally different. But now that narrative has changed. So you're right. I mean, now that we're losing these great action stars. Um, who's going to be left to take to uh, take the pick up the mantle there and hold it up?
0: Yeah, yeah, not very true. I I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, moving on here. Hey, uh, we have got an update here yeah, on yeah. Uh, Beetlejuice. From uh, we got this covered. All right. Uh, they've got a story here that uh, Warner Brothers had put out. I think it's on their Instagram here.
1: Looks like it's their Instagram feed. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah, their Instagram feed. Uh, they have a date. <laughs> they have a name. Oh actually
1: For, it's their X feed. There's the X. Oh,
0: the X, X feed. Sorry, yeah. yeah, the X feed. They got a yeah. sorry, yeah, X Instagram, Who's Instagram. It's <laughs> It's X, X Twitter. It's X marks X the spot. Twitter. <laughs> Everybody's on Twitter. Yeah. Um, okay, anyway, sorry. Uh the uh but anyway, we got a date, we got a uh we got a name. Uh, You're looking at it right here, Jason. Why don't you tell us what it is and what do you think about it?
1: It is called Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, and it is due to hit theaters only on September 6th. And let me say that again.
0: Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Don't say it three times. Beetlejuice. Then we're supposed to say it three times. That was it, right? right? So it's just Beetlejuice, 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 Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice.
1: right, yes. What, What do you think about this name, though? Okay, I think actually, you know what? I like the name. You do? Yeah, I like the name because here I see where they're going with this. Eric. Okay, I see where they're now. Ta-
0: take me there. Take
1: me there. We're gonna see a third film, and the third oh, film will be called Beetlejuice. 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 Yes. Oh my god! Uh, first of all, I am, I, I am eagerly. Awaiting this movie because I love the first one, which was directed by mm. Tim Burton. It also Yeah, of
0: course, yeah. It
1: also starred Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis and Jeffrey Jones and Catherine O'Hara. But I love that movie because we saw Michael Keaton do what he did so well for so many years, which was be a comedian. Yeah. A lot of people don't remember, but Michael Keaton was not always a serious actor, if you want to call him that now. He started his career as a stand-up comedian. Mm. And so he worked his way through some comedies, movies like Mr. Mom, and uh, and then of course shot to the charts here with um, Beetlejuice. But the first movie, very Tim Burton esque, from the visual look, oh, to, yeah, the, to sure. the story, to the music by Danny Elfman, which was a great musical score. And so yeah, I'm eagerly excited to see. I'm trying to think, what this was that gonna be like.
0: was that Tim was that Tim's <clears throat> kind of breakout movie where you really got to see his style. I'm trying to think.
1: Um, well.
0: I'd have to look at his filmography to see what. What lined up where? See, I want to say no
1: because I keep thinking Edward Scissorhands came before Beetlejuice. Okay. And but so you really
0: need, but I mean, in style, in the sense of this, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the claymation, the stop motion. Oh, got you.
1: Oh, yeah. From that standpoint, you yeah, know. most definitely. And Tim Burton used to be a Disney animator. He was yeah. a Disney motion capture animator. And they got rid of him. They
0: get, yeah, literally. They got rid And then they, they turned around and basically hired him. He was yep, like freelance right. and, you know, to mm-hmm. do. Uh, yep. <coughs> To do some work. So, yeah, so it looks like we have, we've reported before, we've talked about this before. It looks like they have, uh, obviously, uh, Michael Keaton will be in it. Yeah. You've got, uh, oh, what's her face? Uh, Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder's back in it. She's going to be back in it. Now, she is basically, this centers around her daughter, which Mm -hmm. actually is going to be played by Jenna Ortega. Jenna Ortega, okay. Which is another uh, uh, Tim Mm -hmm. Burton-esque, I don't know what you call it, character. his uh, sphere of uh, Tim burton actors because, actor, because her, she yeah. was just in Wednesday, which was a Tim Burton product on product. Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, so it's, it's kind of, it mm-hmm. is kind of interesting. You see these, guys, a lot of these guys will use the same, like they all just kind of, they're in the same group, you know, there's yeah, a lot exactly. of the same actors over and over. I mean, obviously this one, because of the, the movie you had the, yeah, the main actors. Exactly. but looks like a Willem Dafoe is going to be in it. Good. Uh, he'll, he's going to place, uh, be playing, sorry, a police detective. In the afterlife, um, who used to be a B-movie actor star in life. <laughs> huh, okay. <laughs> That's interesting. <coughs> I can see Willem Dafoe. He is just a good enough actor to pull yeah, that off. Yeah, this is going to be fun. Yeah. Now, they do, uh, for, for you guys, for the original Beetlejuice uh, yeah. lovers out there, they do, uh, movie lovers, they do say that neither Alec Baldwin nor Gina Davis are set to return. Hmm. Alec, I can see, he's got some issues. He's got stuff going on right now. So, yeah,
1: yeah, you know, he has kind of a couple of uh, civil lawsuits hanging above his head. Yeah. And some criminal lawsuits here and there. And Gina Davis just kind of vanished off the face I, think of she, yeah, she I don't think she's one. really doing anything either, huh? Not really, yeah. I don't, she hasn't done a really big project in almost, what, 30 years? At least it seems like that. I'm sure yeah. she's done something before that. But, yeah, it's been a while.
0: So, yeah, so it looks like uh, this is going to, like you said, it's going to come out uh, September, September 6th. So yeah. is that Labor Day or after Labor Day?
1: That's going to be around Labor it's Day. It's around Labor
0: Day. This so is going to be a Ra- Labor Day release. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be very interesting to see how this one does yeah. I'm kind of looking forward to it hmm. here's here's I, I will say this yeah. um, it's kind of getting um, I don't know I'm, I'm kind of it's really looking like we have another story here maybe I should save this for the other story okay. I don't know if we're going to talk about it well I don't know if we're going to talk about the story <clears throat> this time or next time okay. but I, I was just going to say this I kind of already led into it let me, let me just say this <laughs> sure. the thing that worries me about it I'm excited about this movie and If looking at the lineup of movies that are going to come out Mm -hmm. and and kind of, uh, uh, you know, around uh, what subjects they're around, it seems like a lot of them are basically just rehashings of very popular movies, you know, from from whenever in the past. So that's what kind of concerns me. That's what I'm getting at, Jason. So I'm kind of concerned, though, that, you know, I'm looking forward to this movie and stuff. But, you know, I'm wondering if they're just going to run these franchises in the ground where nobody gives a crap about them kind of like what they did with Star Wars and with Marvel now yeah essentially Uh, just kind of basically you know uh, cash cow yeah just kind of be a a cash cow with them you know it'll be interesting to see I hope there's a great story behind this but I do have my you know I want to see it I'm excited for it but in the back of my mind I'm like man I don't know I don't know this is a good idea
1: I will admit when I first heard that they were um, getting this uh, film in pre-production I was shocked that there was going to be a sequel to Beetlejuice because I felt mm. it was one of those movies that didn't need a sequel.
0: It, it kind of stood on its own. Yeah, it's, it's,
1: it just it just stands on its own. Yeah. But with that being said, uh, like you just insinuated here, we do have to worry about possible cash cow digging here, turning a cash cow itis. Cash we'll cow itis. It. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and so I really hope they don't destroy the original. I don't want to say original version, but the original vision of the first film, and use yeah. it to just catapult into just ridiculous stories that don't make any sense, and quit including characters that weren't in the first, you know have new characters in there, but don't try and tie new characters to the first one. Well, I I was his relative when the first you know so, so you know where I'm going with that so
0: yeah yeah I I, I have I do have some faith. I mean you know uh, Tim Burton did a good job with Wednesday.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, he he figure
0: it's Adam's family, and it was kind of, you know, a, a breakout story there, and he did a good job with that. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I do have a lot of faith, and he's definitely involved in this project. So, that's the good thing. But yeah, I'm just worried about maybe too many of them. You know, it just seems like, like with, especially with the writer's strike, and they just seem kind of bankrupt creatively in the last decade. And, you know, yeah. so I don't know, it's kind of scary. Anyway, so that yep. was just my quick thought. There's another story we have. We'll talk about it either this podcast or next <laughs> that'll kind of tie into that. But anyway. Okay. Moving on here, uh, another interesting one. Speaking of rehashing old products, <laughs> oh <boy. Here> <laughs> this actually might be pretty cool, though. Um, there's a story here see. from Empire. Um, Donnie Yen. Now, if you guys don't know him, Donnie Yen, he was uh, in recently John Wick... Four. he was, and he was also in uh, Rogue uh, One as the uh, blind Jedi. Or no, he wasn't a Jedi. He was he was the blind. What was he? He, he was, was a, one of the blind rebels who stole. He was a the blind rebel, but, but he never. Planes. He didn't really say he was like a Jedi. He was almost like a precursor. Not a precursor. What was he? He was just because he had a staff. He almost fought like a Jedi. He
1: right? was kind of like just a, just a warrior who wasn't a Jedi. wasn't Force sensitive, but he would go around saying, "I am one with the Force. The Force is with yeah, me." Yeah, he did. That's you right. Know? So even though he wasn't his character. Wasn't a Jedi or and wasn't um, Force sensitive. He still believed in the Force, and so mm. they made you think that he was a Jedi. In actuality, he wasn't. But yeah, Donnie Yen is a huge, huge, huge action movie star um, uh, in uh, in Asia, and he did a lot of those Ip Man movies. If I'm right on those, oh, titles. oh yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those Ip Man movies are huge martial art blockbusters in China and uh, in South Korea and Japan and everywhere else. And so, yeah, he's going to be taking over uh, David Carradine's role in the movie version of Kung Fu. And for those of you who That's don't know, right. Kung Fu was a popular television series that was, what, Eric, late 70s, Yeah, early it said 80s? it ran
0: between 72 and 75. Oh, 72 and 75. Okay. And uh, David Carradine, he played a uh, yeah. character called Kwai Chang Kang, and he was a, uh, he was a, a martial artist, master martial artist, yeah. who had left China, fled China after uh, his master was murdered. Hmm. And so he basically wandered around I mean, I've I watched this show. I remember the show. I love this show. Yeah. He wandered around the old West and he was just this very um mm-hmm. uh what would you call him, um uh, uh, he was a very peaceful man. Yeah. So he wouldn't be looking for a fight or anything. Um, and, of course, it would always find him. So he'd always end up, it's kind of those stories. He'd always end up in this town. Something would go on. Either they would pick on him or he see some wrong being done. And he yeah. tried to get involved peacefully to write <laughs> mm-hmm. it. Then it would have to come down to fighting. And, of course, this guy could, like, you he know, could, he, he could just kick butt. But it, it wasn't in it the out. traditional yeah like, karate style that we were used to, the fast right. action, you know, kung fu theater stuff. It was right. more of a fluid kind of Buddhist kind of style, you know, very, yeah. uh, in, in, anyway, it was very interesting. Anyway, um, and, and it says also, too, while he was eluding the assassins, I can't remember why they were after him. They killed his master and they were after him. Yeah. So there was also people on his tail. Kind of like, uh, uh, what was the other one uh, uh, with, uh, uh, Henry Ford did the movie, I can't think of it, uh, the, uh, what was it called? Henry the- Ford.
1: You're, are you thinking about uh, no, not not
0: Henry Ford? I'm sorry. Uh, Harrison Ford did the one with the one arm man. Uh, oh, the fugitive, the fugitive, kind of like that. You but, find that man. You find that. But man. the fugitive was a doctor, that right? Doctor Richard went, Kimball. Richard Kimball that went yes. around. But this guy was yes. a was a uh, right. uh, yeah, a kung fu master. That yeah, just around.
1: a kung fu master traveling the earth who would go and save um, you know desperate souls who needed uh, help with uh, someone picking on them or whatever. So, but he had to always
0: be on the move. You know, he, he did. Was yeah. always, he was always so same thing, kind of as Richard Kimball. Kimble, but he yeah, didn't, Richard Kimball didn't know kung fu. He was a he was an actual doctor. But anyway, yeah, exactly. Moving on here, um, I will say this: it, it, there's a lot of controversy around uh, this show. Now, originally, uh, kung fu was uh, supposedly. I, I'm not sure if he has a a, a uh, credit for creating the uh, the uh, uh, idea here, but um, Bruce Lee was supposedly supposed to play this character, and at the time, now Linda Lee, his his wife, yeah. Um, his widow has said that, you know, over, over, you know, in the past, she has said through different, you know, books and interviews and stuff that basically the studio said that, you know, the American audience wasn't ready for uh, an Asian superstar, you know, a hero to be the lead. Yeah. So that basically they cast uh, David Carradine instead. Um, apparently, though, you know, there's other people too now that said that, well, that wasn't quite what happened, um, that, you know, it's just that. Bruce uh, did did you know go ahead and you know they talked to him and he just what well, didn't seem right for the character and they went ahead and, and and he signed off on somebody else so I don't know what the true story is but that that's kind of the the history that surrounds okay. this show hmm. okay. um, I think that Donnie Yen would actually make a great I don't know if they would have the same type of story. Uh-huh. Or if they would change it a little bit, because he is a little bit older. I mean, David Carradine was, was younger when yeah. he, you know when he played; he was just a younger man, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Donnie Ian's a little bit older. They might change it a little bit. Um, his, his backstory but I think he's gonna yeah. be, he, this would be a great fit
1: yeah this seems like a perfect
0: role for him and he's one of the more one of the most prominent
1: martial artists uh, martial artists around the world not just as a action uh, star but just as a martial arts performer in general and, and
0: he's got when I say he's got a great fizz because he's just got that he's got that feel if you watch him and John he's a very laid-back guy yeah
1: he is um, mm-hmm.
0: is he really blind
1: I don't think so. His, I mean, he his played. Char- he's, his,
0: every, every character he plays is blind that I've seen, right? I mean, John Wick. Good point. Rogue, it, Rogue One, his character was his blind. His character was
1: blind. What yeah. about an it? Not that I remember. Now, see, I have, I, I remember watching the Ip Man films a long, 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 long time ago, and I watched them in bits and pieces. So, um, I don't Hmm. remember. I don't know, Eric, if he is actually blind in real life. I mean, I could Google him, I guess, and figure
0: out. I guess we need to find that out. But yeah, right. If he's not, man, this guy is is an amazing actor. Yeah, right. No kidding. No kidding. But but what I was going to say is, he's got that laid back presence about him that I think this character definitely. Would need, you know, and where he just doesn't want to fight, leave me alone. You know what I mean, that type of thing. Yeah, and you
1: know, you know his character is also very kinda...
0: unassuming. When you walk, when you walk mm-hmm. into a room, you see this guy. He's very unassuming. Yeah until it's like, you know, stuff hits the fan. Then it's like, oh, shoot, yeah, well, <laughs> mess with the wrong guy. <laughs>
1: well, and, and his character is also very mysterious, too, because you don't know his True. background. You don't know if he's really a good guy, if he's a bad
0: guy, or if he's
1: just someone sent to kick some major butt in every, in every town that he goes into. Yeah. So um, let's see, taking a look at his bio here.
0: Let's see, what does uh, it say?
1: He's one of Hong Kong's top action stars. Let's get down to his personal life here. Hold on, because they say stuff like that. Here we go, early life, personal life. Okay, it's not saying anything about him being blind right now. Okay, he's a big fan of MMA, we know that. Yeah, okay, he married Sissy Wong, beauty queen. So it's not saying here, Eric, that he is blind in real life. So I guess he just gets... Donnie
0: Yin plays the blind card. Okay, here we go. Let's see. I've, okay. I've typed it in. It says, Donnie Yen, uh, bl- is Donnie Yen blind in real life after John Wick 4 and Rogue One role? See, they're saying the same thing. It says, uh, after he did the same... Some are wondering if the actor is blind in real life Uh, while uh, already a powerhouse uh, Asian cinema is becoming increasingly prominent star, blah, 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 big name movies. Okay, they're going to give us a lot of stuff here. Okay, yes, we know he's playing the blind. Uh, uh, Let's see. Not seeing anything. Uh, Donnie Yen takes on. Oh, my gosh. I hate when they give us all this. The fluff. (laughs) It's like, just get. is he blind or not? Yes or no? Oh, totally
1: uh, off off subject for a little bit. Yeah, go ahead. Carl Weathers' character in The Mandalorian, The High Magistrate. The High Magistrate,
0: that's it, yeah. There we go. Okay, on, continue. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, yeah. <clears throat> Man, he it, it's just giving me a lot of fluff. Look at this. Is he blind yeah. in real life? How long? I'm I'm scrolling down the story. Far, sorry, folks, this is so funny. I'm scrolling down the story, and it's just like going on and on until we get to this. Finally, about midway through the story, halfway through, is Donnie Ian blind in real life? Yes, that's what I've been asking. Yeah. And this is from where is this from? I don't know some crazy website. What is it? It looks like H-I-T-C dot com. H-I-T-C dot com. Never heard. Anyway, is Donnie Ian? What does it say?
1: It says, no, Donnie Yen is neither blind
0: nor visually impaired in real life. Boy, fooled you, didn't he? That guy is a great actor. I thought right? he was. He plays blind really well. I got to say. He does. You know, he yeah. does. He plays, I mean. With all due respect to blind people out there. He, well, he does. I mean, yeah. the, the guy The guy really does. He sold it. I thought maybe. He, when you're asking, is this actor really? Really? Right. You know, it's yeah, like, yeah. okay, he must really do a good job. Yeah, he does. yeah, he does. He does. So anyway, yeah. So folks out there, he's not. But uh, yeah, where was this? Yeah, this is H-I-T-C. I don't know, but it took forever. For tell you
1: what, he kind of resembles Ken Jeong from uh, the hangover there in that one picture we just saw which one is that the scroll up all the way to the top. Uh, all the way to the top. Remember Ken Jeong's character in The Hangover, Mr. Chow. Yeah, he reminds me. Right was, there in this one, he reminds I, I me of Mr. It. Chow. There, Leslie oh, Chow from The Hangover. Huh.
0: Interesting. <laughs> oh, you're looking at- Leslie Chow. Yeah, yeah. Looking at this picture, <laughs> right? I, I, you know, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I'm may gonna have, may have
1: to watch The Hangover again. That's a hilarious <laughs> movie. But anyway, off track. There.
0: So yeah. So anyway, I don't know. There's not too much. Uh, there weren't too many details as far as when right, this is actually right. going to come out. Um, this is still just kind of in talks. Yeah uh but yeah oh it says uh yeah uh is he also in the fall guy or is that something else they're talking about John Ferdinand uh, is a sea, yeah. da da. da, da. Oh. Uh, oh i think the director is this the director is is from the fall guy oh okay okay got yeah. it all right anyway um very interesting um, you had a story, uh, yeah. When we get actually, we get more details on that, and like when it's going to come out, and some more details. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep you guys up. We'll keep you guys posted. Mm-hmm. Um, you had a story here about Netflix. Uh, what was going on here, uh, Jason? Yeah, kind of interesting. Yeah, kind of some dissension
1: within the ranks here. So uh, over the last week or so, there was a report that surfaced in Variety magazine where Netflix's uh, film chief Scott Stuber apparently is leaving the online streaming platform to start a new media company. Hmm. Now, according to this story in Variety, uh, the exec is going to stay at Netflix through the middle of March, after which Chief Content Officer Bela Baharia will find his replacement, according to those familiar with the situation. Uh, apparently, Stuber has uh, secured some financing for a new endeavor, which is going to focus on making TV shows and movies, according to Bloomberg, which first reported the news of Stuber's departure.
0: So, do you think do you think that he's he's going to become a, um, a, his own studio? That's
1: kind of what it sounds or, like, or Eric. is it
0: more, or just a str- some type of streaming service? Or just a studio, you think?
1: I think, well, okay, this is what clues me off to why it's probably going to be a streaming service that will have its own studio as well. Mm. Because it says here that he has secured financing for a new new endeavor, which will focus on making TV shows and movies. So we're not talking about on making. That's the key word there, making Mm. TV shows. That tells me that he wants to get into the filmmaking aspect of things, Okay. of the business. Because it doesn't, I mean... I'm sure he'll probably develop a platform that will support other movies and previously made movies and shows. But where it says they're making TV shows and movies, that lets me know that he's interested in actually either getting behind the camera or hiring people to get behind the camera. He finances the movies and says, "Okay, show me a script. Let me know if it's good here. I'll finance it. Go make it now.
0: Interesting. I wonder, I wonder if he sees something on the horizon, maybe um, you know, to the as far as these streaming platforms. Um, maybe that's why he's going this way. Know. You know,
1: this could be a precursor, Eric, to a greater a greater migration of big time um, creative people leaving some of these online streamers like Netflix and Amazon Prime. Because I mean, look, we know that Netflix has had their problems here within the last couple of years. Yeah, subscription prices continue to, to rise and they've had to fight off a number of allegations from the writers in the most recent writer's strike involving AI technology. So even though Netflix's stock is still fairly healthy and it's still a robust and successful product, we're now, we're now starting to see how kind of that, that uh, the, the front office type of uh, the business here, the business side of the business, is starting to kind of venture out onto its own here. And Stuber... Mm was really responsible for all of the creative ideas that went through Netflix. So all the original content programming that Netflix produces on its own, Scott Stuber was the end-all, be-all, guys. He was the, Kathy, the Kathy Kennedy of Netflix there.
0: Huh. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe too he was kind of tired. I mean, because he you know everybody's got to answer to somebody. Yeah. So maybe exactly. he was also you know kind of tired of being yeah. told yes or no or getting leaned on one way or the other, and he wanted to go do his own thing. Probably. Um, you and know, it, because yeah. there's been some. Fl- I mean, Netflix has had a lot of flops too, as well as some of their successes. They, so. Yeah, they
1: have, and that's why I thought the story is really interesting because I would not be surprised if Stuber ends up being the role model for others to leave other online platforms as well like hulu amazon prime paramount plus who knows there's a whole plethora of them out there to pick from
0: yeah you know this i don't know you know it's very we, we keep talking about this and i know the the pieces are going to fit all together at some point for us but it, it's a very interesting time and we talked about how you know in past podcasts uh, and even really recently too how you yeah. know The studios, uh, you know, especially with Netflix and uh, Prime, they're not releasing as much in the theaters as they had maybe promised or had hoped to. Mm. Or I don't know, you know, I'm not working behind the scenes there. But obviously, you know, as as one would think, you know, especially with uh, recently with Prime and their... uh, Problems with uh, Roadhouse, you know, and the, right, the director right. there saying, "Hey, I'm not going to promote anything because you guys yeah. basically, you know, lied to me and told me it's going to get a theatrical release." Yeah, yeah. Point being is that yeah, maybe this guy sees something on the horizon where the the uh, the theater system is is going to be looking for its own, you know, other other movies to put in besides mm-hmm. what because yeah, it looks like right now. I mean, <laughs> with all with all these people coming together, I mean, you got all these studios that are that are basically buying each other out. Yeah. And then, then they're not putting stuff up. They'd rather sell ads than put it in the theaters. I mean, it's a scary time for theaters. It is. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you wonder, maybe this guy does see something on the horizon. Maybe he's trying, trying to uh, break away from that system and, and yeah. create something uh, completely different.
1: He either read the writing on the wall or he looked in the crystal ball. And yeah. one of those two things happened. So he got an epiphany, went to bed one night, woke up the next morning, said, oh, I'm going to start my own company. Who knows?
0: <laughs> well, you know, like we say, it's going to uh, – it will all come together for us at some point. We keep putting the pieces together uh, yeah, of this absolutely. puzzle. And at yeah. some point, we're going to get a picture as to what's going yeah. on here. Yeah. Hey, um, last story here real quick. Uh, Screen Rat has got uh, a picture of uh, a weepy Obi-Wan Kenobi – Mm-hmm. And uh, Ewan McGregor here, and it's uh, saying, uh, are we going to get a season two mm-hmm. of uh, Obi-Wan or yes. of Kenobi, whatever it's called, it was called Kenobi. It's called Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. Yeah. Obi-Wan. Are we going to get, uh, what do you think? Are we going to get it or not? Don't look at the story.
1: Mm, if, I had to, if I had to, okay, let me rephrase while I think a little more. I'm going to say No.
0: Yeah, that's pretty much what they're saying. <laughs> oh, where's the button at? Yeah, uh, this one. There? Yeah. No. Oh, no. The other one. one. There, there we are. go. We'll yeah. get the buttons ready uh, right at We're some got, point. We've got to label those someday. I know. i got to label those dang <laughs> things. Yeah. So it says, in an interview in Variety, McGregor reveals that he would love to do a second season, mm-hmm. but there's no talk of it yet. Mm-hmm. So you know what that means. I mean, at this point, I think Disney is- So uh, it's going to happen then. Huh? It's going to happen. It's going to happen.
1: <laughs> they say, no, it won't happen, and then we'll wake up tomorrow morning. Oh, guess what, folks? We are going to do season well, two. Well,
0: I thought they keep saying the Force is female, so then it's just going to be, uh, is it going to be obi One gets replaced by a, a female Jedi? Oh, and then...
1: that's right, because Star Wars is now being used as a political statement to defame
0: other people. I forgot about that. Aaron. Yeah. Thanks. I appreciate well, that, it's, that it's, reminder. It's being used as, yeah, it's it's it's, uh, it's kind of like the MCU they joke about. Don't even get me going on that <laughs> The Force is female. Yeah, so you know, but no, it looks like it's not happening. I'm not really heartbroken over this because I was very disappointed in the first season. Yeah, um, I
1: know you didn't. Li- I liked it a little bit more than you did. Yeah, um, there were still some flaws with it, but I I liked it.
0: I'm 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 really sad we're not gonna get to see uh, Qui Gon's uh, Force Ghost anymore. We only saw him for like a couple of seconds at the very. I know it was nothing thing. It's like, yeah. oh, he's gonna be in it. You and McGregor is gonna be in it. What? Yeah. Really? Wow! What? And then right. yeah, like two seconds in the end, right? I
1: guess the one thing that has me like, and say- then he and
0: then he just sits there and says like. I I always knew it, Obi Wan. I always knew you were gonna say, "Oh, get yeah, out of right. here!" Sure, get a- yeah, everybody says that after the fact, right. right? I always knew you were gonna figure it That's out. That's so easy to where, put. In where were you script? when they needed you? Oh, you right. had it. I always knew you could do it, right, dude? Don't be a putz. Like, get out of right. here, Force Ghost, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: right, you Force Ghosts think you know everything, <laughs> yeah? Putz. <laughs> I guess the one thing that I'm disappointed about, if in fact we're not gonna see any more seasons of Obi Wan, is that okay? The first season was devoted entirely to his relationship with Leia. So he was sent to Tatooine to look over Luke. Luke, I was yes. kind of hoping for a more of a relationship between Obi Wan and a young, young, young Luke Skywalker. Yeah, and if you recall the last episode, we see Obi Wan there spying on the Owen Lars. Uh, he's like
0: a he's like a peeper.
1: <clears throat> yeah, he's just there watching <laughs> Luke pl- play in front of the, his family's property there. Yeah, and then all you just see is him lowering his binoculars, and then that that's it. And so that that clues into the fact that okay. Maybe from here on out, now now that he's done protecting Leia, now let's see what they can develop with his relationship well, between
0: he and Luke. To me, that was the stupidest thing they could have done. Uh, go off with Leia because I mean, come on, that that creates huge plot holes. It does. Uh, she doesn't know. She doesn't know who uh, Obi wan is when she had when she was did all this adventure with him as a child. Maybe she has a bad and short term. In the New remember. Hope, she's like, oh, who you know, who's this old dude? Yeah. What? I don't know. Or, you know, because she says, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're our only hope. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just, well, it created some plot holes, early, I think.
1: Early onset Alzheimer's maybe for Leia? Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Who knows?
0: Oh, uh, yeah, boy. because it wouldn't make sense. Why would she? And then if she doesn't, even if she knew him, uh-huh. I don't know, wouldn't she have gotten contact? I mean, w- wouldn't she still be in contact with him over the years? And then when you ask him questions like, you know, how did you know this? How did yeah. you know my dad? How did you know my mom? Conventional wisdom would say yes. I don't know. I don't know. It it creates it just messes with my mind. It gets like scrambled every time. Yeah, I know. Okay, here's the deal. They should have had him the first season, at least, like Luke, because it would have made sense if Luke Luke had always, you know, in the New Hope, Luke always felt. I mean, that was the whole thing. Luke saying that, you know, basically, I feel like I need to, you know, that I belong to something more. Mm -hmm. I'm not just going to be living on this farm, (laughs) yeah. uh, You know, my whole life. I mean, there's there's more out there and it would make sense that if he was a young boy somehow he was involved with maybe uh, mm-hmm. Obi-Wan was in contact with him and maybe kind of told him some stories implanted right. the seed that he was more than you know than just what he was and, right. and you know it's like oh that makes sense they never want to do that they always go off on these tangents and it's like oh we got to bring uh, Hayden Christensen in somehow yeah. I, don't, I don't think they needed him I don't think they no. needed Darth Vader I'll be honest with you I don't think they needed Darth Vader in that season either um, well, maybe... That was just fan maybe. service to get people to come back and watch
1: it, I think. I guess the, the, plot, hole, the plot hole problem for me in that is, if you remember in Episode 4 of New Hope, when um, they bring the Millennium Falcon in with a tractor beam to the Death Star, scanning crew goes in there. Yeah, and This is obviously when Han and Luke and Chewie and Ben are uh, underneath in the smuggling compartments there in the Millennium Falcon. Scanning crew comes down, say, you know, the scanning crew comes out, and uh, they say, "Okay, the ship is all yours. Go ahead and search it." Well, Vader's there, looking over everything, and he says, "I sense something—a presence I have not felt since."
0: Yeah, since what? Since forever. Since forever. You well, assume. How,
1: you assume. So, but how far is forever? Because according to Obi Wan, now they've had another recent encounter, aside from <clears throat> the fight that they had at the end of, towards the end of uh, Episode Three, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. So it's like, does that make the plot hold even more? Does, the, does that make the plot more questionable or does it make it more um, convoluted? I don't know. I don't know. So that was my only real beef with it is that from the Vader standpoint, yeah, you want to continue to establish that Vader doesn't like Obi-Wan, that he hates him. But did they really need to have him in that many episodes and have another duel per se? I don't know. That's well, tough did to you, say.
0: Did you get the impression that Princess Leia did <clears throat> not know in A New Hope? She did not know. She was giving a message to yeah. Obi-Wan, but she really didn't know who he was she just you know was well, what 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 impression did you get from well from the she New knew Hope?
1: who she knew who he was through her father who was bail organa played by jimmy Smits in the prequels do you think do you think that yeah. she would have met him as a child at the time when episode 4 came out no because the characters weren't created well i mean he was but obi-wan was but no based on the plot line how it settled in episode 4 i had no reason to think That she knew, she only knew of Obi Wan's existence through her father, that she never met him previously, and that she only knew him by name, she didn't know him, and by reputation, Mm. that she didn't know him by person.
0: Yeah. Again, that's that just, was my impression yeah. too I mean I guess you could you could you could interpret it any way you want it can but be yes it just seems like if you would have had an adventure with someone they would have had more of a connection in A New Hope which was yes. hard and there may have been some, also some dialogue I'd have to go back and watch A New Hope to, to see some dialogue between them that would also indicate that you know? yeah yeah but most definitely yeah anyway hey guys that's it whoa talk about that's it for Star Wars talk yeah we gotta go follow our
1: force, force ghost and
0: get on out of here <laughs> Hey, uh, check us out on our social media, please. That's uh, on X at PTI underscore podcast. And on Facebook slash Meta
1: at Pardon the Intermission.
0: And if you can, leave us a review. It helps out the algorithm. We appreciate it. And uh, we will catch you guys on the next one. That's right. Peace out. Take care, everyone. Bye. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Now, I want you to go check out one of the other best podcasts around. It's called the No Focus Radio Hour. It has comedy and insight from the greatest minds in the know. And how do I know? Well, because I'm part of that great show also. So please go check it out. It's available on all your podcasting apps. The No Focus Radio Hour.